Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I want to start today by just appreciating you as my listener and expressing gratitude. I was just sharing with my guest who will be with in a few moments, Shannon Kaiser, that as aligned as an inner contentment that I've been feeling emotionally, I've felt a bit on a roller coaster and I'm sensing that maybe others of you as well could be feeling that way, given the times that we're in and what's helped me consistently to come back to some grounding and some peace within myself is just to appreciate. So I was led to say that before I even introduced myself. I really appreciate you for being here, spending this time listening to my podcast, All Things Therapy. And I am a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. My website where you can get all kinds of info is at nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles, therapy.com. I live and work in both cities. I have offices and homes, and it's been a six-year journey for me in figuring this out and knowing that I want to live in two places. And much like my guest Shannon speaks about in her book, Joy Seeker, it's about a dream gets kind of plopped, planted into in us. And then it's like, how do we outwardly grow and follow that path and allow it to unfold with a lot of trust and faith and belief. And I am on that journey with you. Please go to NOLA Therapy if you're interested in virtual sessions through phone, Skype, or FaceTime. My book is also available on pre-sale. It has to do with our core wounding and healing that deep core wounding through self-forgiveness and empathy. I invite you to join my email list there at NOLA Therapy. I send out a monthly newsletter with podcasts coming up, recent guests, and just kind of my thoughts. I like connecting with you in that way. 
as well as an online class having to do with empowerment, I-N, sourcing from within ourselves and bringing that forth. And it's a class on udemy.com. It's all at NOLA Therapy, as well as links to this podcast, my book, newsletter, all of it. So today's episode 203, and I am really delighted to be with Shannon Kaiser. She is the best-selling author of five books at this point. She's an international life coach, a speaker, she's a retreat leader, and named a top 100 woman to watch by Mind Body Green in the wellness genre. Today we're talking about her book, Joy Seeker. Let go of what's holding you back so you can live the life you were made for. And I was just telling Shannon, this book has been a gift. It she We're going to talk about themes around how the joy seeker journey is actually within you, that we are joy. And it's about clarifying our purpose, our passion, authentically living. She, in this book, has joy jaunts with her journal exercises to learn to trust yourself more, go deeper within, to articulate who you are and what you want to bring forward, how to break out of our comfort zone. And she answers questions in this book, like, is this all there is? I know I've asked that, like, universe, is this all there is? And the exercises, the the work, the kind of muscles we're building have to do with trusting in ourselves and in the universe. And releasing struggle and replacing it with joy. So if you're feeling off track right now, like I I mentioned, I've been feeling on and off, not quite as happy as, as you feel capable of. This book is a beautiful reminder that everything's right and we are right where we need to be. So with that, I just want to welcome you, Shannon, and thank you for coming on today. Oh, hi. It's so good to be here with you today. It is. How are you in Portland, Oregon? I'm doing good. It's rainy here, and that's pretty normal for this time of year. About eight months out of the year, it rains. But yeah, Portland's my home base and not traveling much right now. So it's good, though, because I think a lot of us, we have opportunities to kind of go inward even more while we're staying inside. Yes. And I've been doing that, and so working on my next book already. And that's why I felt led to say five books as of now, because I sense that maybe you're working on something, so that is accurate. <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. Um, I've been doing this work for the past decade, and it's such a joy to do what you love for a living. It doesn't feel like work at all. And that's what I talk about, of course, in Joy Seeker, as you kind of alluded to. Yes. So where should we start on your book? I have taken pages of notes because I just want to remember some of these principles. So where's important for you, Shannon, that we begin? Well, I think it's interesting that you brought it up right before we went live, too, that it is so important now more than ever for us to seek out joy. And Joy Seeker for me, it's my fifth book. My last book previous to this was called The Self-Love Experiment. And I wrote about self-love and how you really find self-love. And I got to a place where it was like, okay, I love myself. I love my life. Now what? And that's mm-hmm. where joy became the experience of what if we step into a place of fully surrendering into our life, allowing ourselves to be so fully in the moment. And it came to me through one of the most troubling times in my life because I, if there's any animal lovers here, yes. my dog passed away, Tucker. And I had adopted Tucker 10 years prior, well, eight years at that point when I was diagnosed with clinical depression. And I was in a corporate job. I was suffering. I was silently suffering in eating disorders and drug addictions. My life was so different than what it is today as a writer and a coach and a traveler. 
And when Tucker died, a part of me died. And I realized I fell into depression and grief was so unbearable that I fell into a place of realizing that up until that point in my life, I was looking outside of myself for happiness. When I lose the weight, when I meet the soulmate, when I get the New York Times bestseller list. Yes. And it wasn't until Tucker passed away that I realized joy. I made a promise to myself. I had to say, I need to learn how to find joy within me and not rely on anything outside of me. Because this feeling of always chasing something outside of me is not working. And that is when the joy seeker journey began (laughs) and the writing of the book. You know, and you highlighting this starting point, I think is really important for right now where we are together. I notice that I feel immediately better when I let go of the what's going to happen, when will things open up or what do I do next and just stop and and have appreciation for the moment and things just right now, like what's important to me, who am I? And using this time to really ask myself a lot of the questions that you ask in your book, Joy Seeker, uh, to us. And just realizing that joy, like it is within us, it's not out there. And every day I've been saying, I am joy, joy lies within, you know, show me like, and, and for me, it's really about just saying thank you for everything that is and not striving, not reaching, like you just said, for when I do this or when I have that, it's like exhausting, I think, to keep reaching out there. Can you speak to us a little more about that? It's so exhausting. And that's what I call in the book. I talk about joy busters and things that really block us from experiencing the joy that's available to us in each moment. And one of them is this constant chase and trying to be busy. And I think it's very interesting because what we're going through right now as a collective, of course, we've been in it for a few months now. So we're kind of like recognizing that this is a situation. I think in the beginning, there was a lot of panic and fear, but now we're waking up to a a, a per potential that exists within us. And it starts with being appreciative. And so I'm seeing the blessings that are available to us in this time. And it is because we have a chance to go inward. And you said it, it's about asking the questions. And that's what I asked myself too. When Tucker passed away, I said, well, who am I? What do I really want? Is the life that I'm living really the life that I feel born for, that I feel connected to for my mission. And I started to do research and I came across a study that was a study done in the UK and you may have heard of it, but it's the top regrets of the dying. The number one regret of the dying people who are on the deathbed is I wish I would have lived a life true to myself, not Mm. the one others expected of me followed by I wish I allowed myself to be happier. Wow. So here we are right now in this huge situation that is affecting everyone on the planet. And if we ask ourselves what we really want, now is the time to create the life on the inside first. We have to get clear with ourselves. And that's what I did. And in my inner voice, when I asked myself, my inner voice at that time said, travel the world full time. And that's what I did. I set out to travel the world. Of course, that's not something we're doing right now, traveling, but (laughs) it led to a beautiful dream that was in my heart for over two decades that I kept saying, oh, I'll do it when I I meet my soulmate and we'll go together. Oh, I'll do it when I lose weight. I'll do it when I have more money. None of that happened for me to be able to live out that dream. So it's about getting rid of the excuses we have to really step forward and say, no, now is the time for me to be who I'm really meant to be. You know, Shannon, I'm going to highlight something you just said, because I took a note. It's towards the end of your book where you were talking about travel. And it was an aha moment for me where you say travel is is the movement that happens in our own heart. And that was like, oh, yes, 
like, so can you speak to that about the movement of our own yes, heart and that travel? Exactly. You know, it's interesting because I set out to travel the world for a full year and I've yeah. been traveling to all these beautiful places. I had a bucket list of, I need to go eat cheese and, you know, under the <laughs> Eiffel Tower and, and make, you know, certain pastries and and I was checking all these things off. And I, as I share in the book, it got to a point where it started to feel a little bit, I guess, superficial, if you will, because I felt like there was something missing. And then I realized the traveling I'm doing around the world really has nothing to do with going from place to place and getting the passport stamps. It is 100,000% about the traveling that I'm doing in my own heart mm. and the traveling that happens on the inside of us. And then it became so crystal clear to me that it wasn't about traveling I could be sitting at home on my couch and have the same inner traveling experience. And that's why I think many, like many of my coaching clients right now are having these beautiful awakenings where they're like, I know what my mission is now, but I didn't know what it was before because I was so busy just doing stuff and overwhelmed with the way society was go, go, go. But this is a collective time where we can go inward and the travel that happens within our own heart leads us to our authentic truth. Yes. And you talk about living from a place of trust in the present moment versus fear and looking at the past. And I know that you source a lot from Abraham Hicks, who I am a student of. And Abraham Hicks, if you don't know, is a teaching entity coming through Esther Hicks that that is really the vibration of unconditional love, source energy, whatever terms you might choose to use, God, universal intelligence. And and they talk about how, you know, the past, and even in A Course in Miracles, the past is over and we really have right now and we are new in every moment. And for me, I've, I've really wanted to, to feel into that, to really know that consistently and solidly. Can you help us with that? Because I notice even my clients coming in, reflecting, being quite nostalgic. It's a time when some emotions are bubbling up or memories in the stillness and just, you know, really knowing that we can create new outcomes from right now. Yes. And that's exactly it. And I think that the whole idea with Abraham and Esther Hicks, it's there's this principle that they share, which is what is has no bearing on what will be. Mm. And I think so often where we're sitting, we feel like looking out into the world, it is a desperate situation and we're seeing a lot of fear. Well, just, just to kind of bring in Abraham, like what they would say in a lot of the principles in the book of Joy Seeker is you get to create your own reality. Yeah. So there are some people who are thriving through this time. They're making lots of money and they are creating the next level of their life. They're falling in love again with their family and their soulmates. And so the point is we get what we focus on. And so if we're focusing on what's not going well and how we feel stuck and we don't have control, then we're giving our power away. And there's a whole section in Joy Seeker that talks about where we're giving our power away. And anytime we look outside of ourselves at, is the government going to fix this for me? Is my neighbor going to do this? Is this person, whatever it may be, it's outside of you. You have no control over that, but you have 100% control over what's inside of you. And where we are right now does not determine what's going to be tomorrow or the next day or next year because we are constantly evolving, growing, and creating our reality, and you get what you focus on. So if you start focusing on what you do want, health, wellness, financial well-being, spiritual enlightenment, whatever it may be you're after, you start to see more references of that. And that's what's beautiful about this time. You know, Shannon, and to tie into that, you also speak about which a lot of people 
don't or aren't is where you talk about thinking that you need to thinking that we need to be happy all the time and and mm-hmm. thinking that's you know a part of the law of attraction like we have to somehow manufacture positivity and i really like where you talk about that piece it's not about being happy all the time can you just share some more thoughts yeah. that was one of your joy busters i think it is it's one of the most popular joy busters that i see in retreats and coaching and and i had to have a whole chapter on it because the number one thing that really really blocks us is this thought and this idea that we have to be happy all the time especially if you're in the self-help community spiritual community or if you're really trying to focus on putting all the principles into play and it becomes this stressful, strenuous thing because then we build up shame when we're not happy or when we're mm-hmm. not feeling good or when we you know, aren't reaching our goals and the vision board isn't coming true. And so there's this whole back part of it that I feel is not being addressed. And that is yeah. every single part of our life has a part, has a season. There's a season and a reason, if you will. So if you're feeling depressed, by all means, feel that and go into it and allow yourself. And so that's why I talk about in that section, the power of feeling our feelings. And so often I have so many coaching friends and I'm sure you do too, author friends who, because we're in this space, I mean, I, I, I have a friend who literally won't pick up the phone if she's not feeling good because she feels like a fraud, but that's mm. exactly when we need to come to each other and come together. Just because she calls herself a happiness coach and she's having a bad day, like that doesn't mean that you're a fraud. It means you're human. And so the more we can embrace our humanness, the more beautiful our experience will be and the more connected we are. And that's where the true joy is. You know, Shannon, I'm thinking too, when, when we're not feeling happy, I know for myself, it might be when I'm feeling disconnected, I'm feeling, um, you know, unloved or insignificant and, and how that's an illusion. And you speak about that, like to awaken from the illusions that separate us from love. Can you talk to the listener who might be in that place right now? Cause I know with quarantine, it's a beautiful opportunity to go within, but for some people and, and at some moments it can also be challenging and how to address kind of the loneliness that someone might be feeling. Yeah, and I think this is exactly what's happening. We as a collective across the whole world are realizing how much we need each other. And although we're separated right now, there's a gift in this and in, in us understanding our humanity. And what I'm starting to notice is the power that is coming from the separation of needing to reach out more. And so whether that looks like uh, reaching out to a friend, I'm having Zoom calls with friends that I haven't even seen since high school, like on a weekly basis now, and we are growing our friendship again. And so if you think about where you can have more connection, it is as simple as don't be afraid to reach out. A lot of us are really independent and we really want to be, we're not used to reaching out. We feel like somehow it makes us weak or we don't want to put burdens on others. What I would say to everyone who is feeling alone or lost or looking for connection is reach out, reach out to a friend, a family member, reach out on social media to an author that inspires you or, you know, leave comments in the show notes and stuff. It's about giving yourself permission to say, you know what, I want connection and I'm going to go seek it. And, and that is part of our joy. The bottom line, and there's kind of a foundational root throughout the whole Joy Seeker book, it is about connection. What we all need is a connection to each other and to ourselves. And when we're truly connected to who we are, we feel more connected to source energy, to the universe, and to love. And when you're in that place, you are really unstoppable. Fear does not come, has no way to get in because you're in so much love and you become infectious with others. You light them up just in your presence. And that's what's really what we're all looking for is more love, more compassion, more joy in our connections. 
Absolutely, Shannon. And and so in your book as well, there's this section on expectations that I had some some questions for you because I know, okay, for myself being uh, on this path of of wanting to really embody joy and abundance and, and being a light in the world, this expectation piece, like a part of me, I'm like, well, universe, I expect wonderful things to come my way. And yet with a certain, you know, person or people, like when that's not happening, I start to get a little, I might get judgmental or wonder, am I off track? Can you help those of us that had to really look at expectations on one hand, believing there's such good available to us. And yet on the other hand, how not to maybe overly attach and then start to be pulled down by our expectations. I would love some yeah. help with that. You bet. And you're not alone. So many of us, especially in, in the space of trying to grow your business or trying to make your dreams come true or trying to get people to do stuff. Expectations is of course, one of the top joy busters as well. When we have expectations, the thing about expectations, and this is a famous quote by someone, I don't remember who it's not me, but they rob us of joy just clearly. Right. I think it was even Shakespeare expectations block us because we're expecting a certain outcome. When you are in expectations, you are not in trust. You are not in faith. And so the goal here and what I talk about and what I'm sharing in this step is to lean into trust and faith that you will get exactly what is for your highest Mm. good, that you will get and, and that you trust that you are always in the right place and you are serving the people that you're supposed to. So when your book comes out, right, it's the same thing. I have, ex- I see this so often with first time authors. I, in my author mentorship coaching work with authors, I went through this with my first book. It was like, Oh my gosh, I have to have book sales really good because <laughs> that's going to make or break my whole entire career. Here I am a decade later, five books later. And I, yes. but book sales, no, it's not really about that. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves. Truly, I have shifted into a place of, I trust the divine that I am always right where I need to be. And my book is going to reach the people that it is going to serve and the people it can truly transform. And as long as you're in that space, the universe will swoop in and give you expectations bigger than you ever thought possible. Like mm-hmm. you can't even plan what the universe has in store for you. So you let go of your focus and say, I am willing to get what's in my highest good and everything shifts. You know, even Shannon, how you just brought up the term highest good. I know I was speaking to a guest several podcasts ago about this, that term highest good. Somehow it's been um, hard for me to maybe it's trust that when I say the highest good in this situation with this person, and I know the the universe knows what we want, the universe, you know, what I want, the universe wants for us. Etc. But like somehow releasing it to the highest good has always felt kind of scary. Um, can you talk to us about that? About what that really means when we're saying for the highest good of all, for my, you know, like to really break that down into something more tangible that that could feel like love. Yeah, and I think it, it really does come back down to the Abraham and Esther quote that I put directly in my book, Joy Seeker. Or actually, I'm sorry, it's from The Secret, the book The Secret, but Abraham's talk about it quite a bit too. And it's the how. There's the how is in the now. And what this means is the how something's going to happen really does not, it, we get so caught up in the expectations of how and we think we need to take the steps. But as long as you're setting your intention, the universe focuses on the how. Because when you're in a place of how is this going to happen? How am I going to get to the next level? How am I going to X, Y, Z with my goal? That is an expectation that you're putting on yourself and you're not in the trust. And what's happening is you're limiting yourself 
And so when we switch to a mantra such as the how is in the now, or we learn the way on the way, this can help us move into more trust. So when we're talking about the highest good for all involved, what that really means is that you know you are provided for and taken care of no matter what. And the truth is when you, it's really about faith and growing your faith. And when you do that, all of what Joy Seeker is about is about connecting you back to your true self and the steps we take each moment by moment. So in a moment where you're feeling stressed because you don't know how it's going to work out, you can repeat a mantra. I return to the now. Put your hand on your heart. Mm. So there's lots of little things we can do in the moment, moment by moment. Because you said it earlier, and as we were talking about, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fear lives in the past or the future, but it cannot be present in this moment when you are focused on peace and love. I like that. So it's about really just coming back to the now. And, and, you know, and uh, what I've really seen Shannon as a therapist and, and now intuitive and spiritual kind of therapist is that our family of origin experiences and some of those deeper memory imprints, I think really become illuminated as we get on the spiritual path, path, wanting to trust the unfolding of our lives and really having to know that universe spirit is not like, say, our parents who might have been withholding or abusive, that that spirit is loving and to really unlearn some of that, that stuff that caused us to not trust and believe that good things can happen yeah. to us and through us and as us. So- I know for me touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder your thoughts about, about that. Yeah. Cause that's exactly it. There's a lot of unlearning that happens because we haven't been taught how to trust ourselves. We haven't been taught how to believe in ourselves because we live in a world that really thrives on pushing you. You know, there's a lot of separation, right? Them against you, my president, not my president. I'm spiritual. You're not. And it's all (laughs) judging back and forth. Right. And so what really, though, when you strip all that away, our core is connection. Our core is unity. Our core is peace and love. And so what it is, it's almost like you're an onion and you peel off the layers that don't resonate, the layers of who you should be, who the world is telling you you have to be. And you're getting back to the core of, no, wait a second. This is who I really am. And as you start to do that, you realize that you can trust yourself. And you can believe in yourself. And it's about each step you take, the more you trust yourself, the easier your life becomes because each time you do it, you feel better because you're like, wow, this actually feels like freedom. And the quote that is in my book that I talk about, which is inspired by the principles of Abraham and Esther Hicks, it's one who is connected to their true self is more powerful than millions who are not. 
I love that statement. Yes. Yeah. It comes back to us owning our power, being unapologetic about being seen and saying, you know what? I am connecting to myself. I'm no longer going to listen to the the rules of the world because guess what? They don't own me and I'm going to choose the love within. Yes. So I'm going to go to our quick commercial, Shannon, but things to talk about afterwards having to do with definitely more about this trusting oneself. I know that's more towards the end of your book and it just leaves the reader with such a beautiful, uplifted feeling how we can trust ourselves. And also one of the blocks and impediments to joy being comparison and comparison to others. Cause I think that's something I see a lot and have worked on within my own self. So just to give you a, a heads up for when we come back. Okay, great. Awesome. So for you, the listeners of All Things Therapy, BetterHelp.com is a secure online HIPAA-compliant counseling platform, and they have licensed therapists in every state available to work with you in as under 24 hours through video messaging and phone therapy. Their therapists are trained to work with issues such as depression, anxiety, and stress, relationship issues, family conflicts, LGBT matters, and self-esteem. This service is available worldwide, and they are better priced than face-to-face people. So it's an option if you're in a remote area or feel challenged by finances, yet you want to reach out and get some help. I do recommend BetterHelp. And as my listener, they are offering you 10% off your first month to try them out. You go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT. It stands for all things therapy. And to just spell it out, it's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash ATT for 10% off your first month to try them out. And um, they've been around a long time. I have seen BetterHelp at least since 2014, 2015. So they are a really reliable source. Additionally, so I got Shannon Kaiser's book through Audible. I love audiobooks. And as my listener, if you don't have a subscription to Audible, they are offering you a free audiobook download. So you can check out Shannon's book even, like I did, or select another title if you already have her book, because I really recommend her book. And you can take advantage of that offer by going to audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy and it's a free audiobook download you can keep it even if you cancel your subscription they will begin charging you 15.95 in your second month but you get to keep what you download in case you don't want to extend that but it's a great way to get a book check out what audiobooks are about and i i love audible so audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy okay shannon so where where do you want to go next from talking about trusting ourselves, comparisons, what feels important? Yeah, well, I think both of them are super important, but one leads into the other. And I think if we talk about comparison, that is a joy buster that I feel really affects so many of us at all stages of our life, whether you're comparing yourself to someone in the neighborhood or someone at work. And I know I see it in the author space a lot and on social media where we're comparing ourselves to other people who are farther along in our career. And I talk about that in my book that I used to do that at the beginning of my career. 
and it just takes you out of your own game. And I see it a lot with people who are just getting into the industry, whether they're starting their own coaching business, because we don't know how to not compare. But what happens is when you start to get really clear about who you are and, and what you're here to do, whether it be, you know, in the work that you're doing or just be more of a service in your family or your you know, community, it really comes back down to this permission to be you and you realize there is no comparison. There's no comparison because every single person is on their own journey. And so that means that what I noticed, and I'm just kind of share this story briefly, but yeah. when I was comparing myself to other authors, like I would have a book come out and they would have a book come out, but their book, they were featured on Oprah or they were like all going on a big national tour. And I was like, well, how are they able to do it? And it would just stop me in my tracks. And I would see them just glowing on stage and selling millions of copies. It felt like. And I recognized what I was looking at and witnessing was them in their authenticity. Mm. And that's why it was so beautiful. And I said, well, as long as I'm looking outside of myself at what other people are doing, then I'm clearly going to be off track because I'm looking at someone else. I'm going to return to me. And when I started doing that, everything changed, the whole process, the career, my connection with myself, comparison really did fade because I was giving myself the kind of focus of being true to me. And then you realize now I look at other authors that I used to be jealous of and I'm so happy that they're doing the work. There's no jealousy because they're showing me what's possible. I too yes. can or whatever the goal may be for any of us, right? Yeah. No, I, I love what what's beautiful. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Shannon. Were you finished your sentence? Oh, no, go. Yeah, no, go for it. I just love what you're saying and where you speak to in your book about comparison to others versing, versus tapping into ourself and looking at what is authentic. Because likewise, like you said, when I first in this four years writing my book and preparing to launch it, there were so many uh, people and voices like, well, you have to, you know, your social media needs to be on point and you need to be posting every day and you need to be doing this, this and that. And I felt so overwhelmed and inauthentic and just like, I, I can't even do this. And I just mm -hmm. like, I, I fired that person and I was like, spirit, you know what? Cause I noticed as well, my favorite authors, their social media really fits them and they attract the people that then resonate at that level. So kind of like, well, who do I want to attract and what's really important to me. And part of my journey has been learning to live in Los Angeles and New Orleans because I love both and taking my two cats these cats have made over 30 round trips with me because they're my little babies. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> yeah. And, oh, and just even, yeah. And just how, like, for me, it's been about evolving, like having a dream and what have I done step by step. And I love the beach and just, I might not post every day, but when I do, it is authentic. And I feel like people really yeah. vibe with that. And I'm so much happier, you know, and the book is going to be, it's going to attract the right people and be successful. And I'm happy for me, it was just a milestone to even commit to write a book and fully see an idea through so consistently and know that, like, I just want to help people feel happier and not be bamboozled by their core wounding. And this is one paradigm that's available, will be available for who it resonates with. And just really plugging back, like you talk about, into the joy of why I do what I do. And it's helped me. Yeah. You know, and the authors that are so successful, you even, when I saw your Instagram following and I was like, well, if Shannon can do it, you can do it. Like you just keep being consistent and asking, you know, like, who am I? And, and over the years, it just builds is 
what I'm seeing. It's so beautiful. And that's what it is. I mean, all these people we look at, I mean, the people who I was comparing myself to my, in my business were like 10 years ahead of me. Right. So yeah. of course, yeah. just starting out, you're going to be like, well, wait a second. And that's the, the, our mind tricks us. Our ego does those tricks. And so it's really about reminding yourself I'm on my own path. They're showing me what's possible. Thank you universe. I see these examples. And then who knows, like each step of the way you start to open up into something that is even more aligned for you. But something you said with your book too, is it will be successful. It's already successful. You wrote it. Like that's how amazing it is to be an author. We get to write books. And I think it's so beautiful that you write these books and you put them out and they get to help and serve people. And that's the journey you're on. Thank you. Thank you. And right effing now as things are, can you talk to us about that? Yeah, we feel like we're not good enough because for so many years and decades for me, I was looking outside of myself and listening to the world. The world through its advertising, through its pop culture, through its media is going to constantly tell you you're not good enough so you can keep sucked in and buy more and keep glued to all this stuff. It's not working. It's not working at all. What we have to do is disengage with the drama, literally detach from drama. If there are any social media accounts that trigger you, just unfollow for a while. Like I have beautiful author friends who are my friends. We do literally Skype calls every couple of weeks. They're my, my girlfriends, but I don't follow them sometimes during certain times. Like if I'm deep in my writing, because I don't want to be distracted with their book tour, I have to protect. And it comes back to boundaries. I have to protect myself. I love them. There's nothing against that. And so what you're doing is creating a sacred space for you to feel good, whether you're, it's going on social media, whether it's watching a Netflix show, whether it's literally doing your journaling activity with nice music, everything you create in your experience is, is you create it. So create a space that makes you feel good, makes you feel connected to your true self, makes you feel connected to your, your higher power. And, and that's what it really is about. Well, I like what you're saying, giving ourselves permission to create the boundaries that we need to to grow and maybe strengthen and, and heal. I think that's really important what you just said to even if we need to hide uh, someone we're following that triggers feelings of sensitivity or hurt. I love that you just said that to give ourselves permission to. Yeah, it is. And it comes back to permission. It's just about protecting your space and honoring where you are. And it's not to say that we're, we're running away from our feelings. It's saying, this is what I know that I need right now with where I am in my journey. And that's a much more empowering place than, than, you know, constantly putting yourself in positions that make you feel less than. So in order to reclaim our power, in order to know that we're good enough, we start to create a whole entire lifestyle that supports us feeling good enough. I love that. And I also love, okay, where you talk about creating a soul statement. I thought that was so Mm -hmm. powerful. And for you at one time, it was the world is my office. When you did the year of travel that you decided, you know, you were complete at six months, I know. But can you talk to us about creating a soul statement? Because I think that's something we can use and kind of re revamp ongoingly based on where we are. Oh, I would love to talk about this. This is one of my favorite tools. I love the tools and I love the journaling. I love the mantras and the soul statement is one of the ones that ties all those together because it's kind of like a mission statement for your soul. So if you were to own your own company, you'd probably create a mission statement. But what we're doing is creating a personal statement for us. When I very first left corporate, I was suffocating in this big corporate job and I wanted to have freedom. My driving need and value is freedom. And I thought, how can I move myself forward into a place of freedom? Well, I want to create a mantra for myself. 
And I, it created a mantra which includes what you value most and what you're working towards or what you authentically want to live. And for me, the world is my office and I play with it daily. And I started a website mm. called Play With The World. This represented to me the freedom to be able to work from anywhere on the planet, which I still have this beautiful gift. Not so yes. right now, but normally we can. And it also showed me that I'm my own boss. I'm not having to go to corporate anymore. And, and that became my soul statement the moment I left corporate and it changed. But I've been doing this work now for a decade. So the soul statement has, has kind of changed more so into I help people awaken themselves to their true self because now I feel it's 100% about the service. But we get to a place where as long as the soul statement feels connected to you and your heart, when you read it, when you say it, when you repeat it as a mantra, you light up and you're like, yes, yes that's me. And you can write it down share it, put it on your Instagram. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, I love it. I'm, Cause I've heard, like you said, a mission statement, but a soul statement that really connects meaning and purpose to our heart. And for this podcast, for my podcast, the mission statement is to change consciousness one conversation at a time. And I so believe that's possible. And that's, what's kept me going four years, over 200 episodes. And, um, you know, so I love, like, that's one of my soul statements to change consciousness like yes. through that's these conversations. Yes. And then to expand upon that, like love and money are always guiding me, leading me just abundance. Like, I feel like there's so many ways we can create our soul statements. So I just want to thank you for that. I loved it. I love it. Thank you. It's a fun tool and it's something we can all do. You just sit down and say, you know, this is what I want for myself. Yeah, you're welcome. So where, where next, like I, I know I have in my notes talking about um, honoring joy, redefining success. I'm not sure again where you want to take us next. Well, you know what's really special about all of this, and you may have noticed as you were listening to the Audible or, or reading it, it's, it comes back to our purpose. You know, Joy Seeker is let go of what's holding you back so you can live the life you're made for. Like that is it. And so when we're thinking about living the life we're made for, some of us feel like, who am I to go after what I want? Who am I really? You know, and we, we shy away from our power. And it's, it comes back to the Marianne Williamson quote. Yes. You know, we are most, most, I always butcher quotes, but it's the whole idea. You Maybe you know it, but we are more scared of our power. And we're not actually afraid of, of our inadequacy. It's our power that actually terrifies us, our true self. So, that's not quite the quote, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I do. Well, you're saying to let our light shine, but we're, we're often scared exactly to let, let our light shine because we might, yes. uh, you know, scare others or push them away or who am I, like you're saying, to be so great. Right. And it's like, well, who are yes. you not? And to give That's each exactly other permission it. to shine. Yes. Who are you not? Who are you not is where we start to get to, because I think a lot of us right now, I think it's really important to bring this to the moment, even though I wrote this book and it came out last year, right now, more than ever, we're waking up to, well, wait a second, who am I and who am I not to do the things that I really want to do? I'm here. And what do I want to make my life? And so I think we can use this time as a, as a, a time of personal expansion. And in the book, I talk about you know, a lot of people, when they see that the subtitle is, you know, let go of what's holding you back so you can live the life you're made for, they think it's very clear. So does that mean like, I'm going to know what my life purpose is? I'm going to be a chef if I love cooking or, you know, living the life you're made for. We get tunnel visioned into thinking 
it has to be a certain thing. But living the life you're made for is actually living a life of personal expansion. So if we understand and repeat the mantra, my purpose is personal expansion, then we give ourselves permission mm. to always grow, to always step into the next level, to heal the wounds that need, haven't been looked at. And you're really giving yourself an intentional step-by-step process to live your life with more joy and on purpose. So I say the purpose of life is to live on purpose. Shannon, I love that. And kind of the last big point that I have that I feel like is appropriate for right now is where you talk about, um, you know, healing wounds that block us from feeling contentment and that there is nothing wrong with us. It's really about us saying yes and feeling worthy, allowing it in, letting it in. Can you talk to us about that? Because I think that's one of the ways, you know, we don't feel like we deserve to have these wonderful things. We absolutely don't because we feel like we've been taught that, whether it's passed on from our parents or it's a belief we've picked up even from past lives. Like it's something that carries around all the time. And so what we want to really get to is realizing that everything that has happened to us has happened for a reason. And the things that we go through often will get stored in our bodies, whether it's trauma, whether it's an emotional response. And to go in and do the shadow work is really important to go in and do that. And when you do that, you realize that these experiences we go through, we created a belief based on an experience and that no longer has to define us. And you free yourself from the belief that you are less than or you're not good enough or whatever the belief was that's saying you can't be all that you are truly meant to be. Don't believe the lies Mm -hmm. of the fear that is trying to take away what and who you are really meant to be. We are all light and love. We are images of source. Let that be your truth. Let that guide you forward. And I, again, love your just constant gentle reinforcement of I am the joy I seek. I trust my heart. Just really self-affirming, which is a lot of what you you talk about. I think the mantras and the self-affirming of I choose joy I participate in joy. I'm actively becoming a joy seeker are all powerful ways. The thing about the most important thing is to realize that joy is not something that lives outside of us. A lot of people say, okay, joy, happiness, right? At all about being happy because happiness is a fleeting thing that will come and go and we're chasing it. But joy is a state of being. Mm. It's within us. It's within us. We just have to allow it. We invite it. We opt in for it. Thank you. So Shannon, do you have any, what, I know you're writing a sixth book. Do you have any online retreats? I know right now you're not able to do like the in-person things. What should our listeners know about? And also to cite, it'll be in the show notes, your website, playwiththeworld.com and on Instagram and Facebook to follow you at, at Shannon Kaiser writes, just kind of what we can put out here for listeners. I have, so please go to the website if you're looking for a free meditation. Also, I have the I Am Peace meditation. All of the stuff that I post is uplifting and joyful to help you connect to your true self. So visit all of those. And I'm leading an in-person retreat later this fall on the Joy Seeker, and that's going to be in Canada. So lots of stuff coming up later. Right now I'm doing different online events throughout, but you just go to the website and check it out. Love to connect with you on social media as well. Uh, Love hearing from people and just the community. It's important. Awesome. Shannon, thank you for your time. And I want to send you my book when it comes out. And I want to meet you in the future. I I can't wait to hug you. 
Me too. I love you. Get through all this. I love you. Thank Thank you. This has been a beautiful time. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for the gift of yourself and your work. Thank you. And you too. Thank you. Beautiful to be here and it's beautiful to connect with you. It is. Have a great rest of your day, Shannon. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with Shannon Kaiser, playwiththeworld.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, will you please go jump onto iTunes, go to All Things Therapy, and give me a five-star rating and a written review. That is what boosts this podcast for more people to hear it and learn about different ways to attain and maintain emotional health and well-being. Additionally, on social media, I am at NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. And on Facebook, there is an ad I have on my page where you can even message me a review and I will post it to iTunes if that's easier for you. And follow and subscribe. I really want to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook. NOLA Therapy. All my love to you and I'll be back with you next week. Bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.